This Week on the Digital Dust Podcast. How to give yourself trench foot. Yeah. How to give yourself trench foot. How to give you a DIY. Instructions in, in the notes. everyone and welcome back to the digital desk podcast we are so happy to be here again i'm robin i'm liz i'm katie and i'm patrick i just squished my cheeks a lot that might that might be my new favorite i really <laughs> like yeah. that one i wish people could see it it looks quite funny yeah it's yeah. really a visual comedy act yeah 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 wrong wrong platform for that huh but you know, we I was just so excited because we're we all back. ourselves. It was great. I was so excited. Season I was like, season four, season wow. four, two two four. years into this podcast. That's insane. That's huh? crazy. Um, what? Actually, though, yeah, no, it was it, today. It, this is the end of February that we're recording this. Did our first episode. It's March, but keep going. Oh God, we're in denial. Okay, you know it that's goes fair. from like February to March too fast. It, it really does, doesn't it? Yeah. There's four whole days missing. So, but about mid-February, two years ago. Yeah, that's when our first episode came out. Or yeah. we recorded it, at least. When we there. were little grad school babies. Oh, yeah. Uh, crazy. Those so were the days. time on our hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. What time, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Robin's that's like, wild. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't. I felt like I was so stressed through that master's, even though I loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they kept us really busy. We were doing a lot of stuff. Especially, like, this time of year was when, like, we were getting all of our internships yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, we were doing yeah. the worst project. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it was the same. We were talking to, or I did a talk with um, the current public history cohorts, like, our program, the current students in it, and they were all, like, ah, about the, the internships, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm so happy I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. I... I was that was hard that was it was hard. a really so stressful process right yeah if you're stressing about school right now we feel yeah you. yeah because we were told you need to get an internship to graduate good luck yeah <laughs> just like peace and love put yeah. it together <laughs> also like hopefully it's funded because you don't get money <laughs> yeah it's so. like here's three funded positions and there's like eight of you yeah there were like All 12 of us apply. yeah that's there true were. there was a lot of us yeah I mean, we all turned out okay. We yeah, all figured we did. It out. Well, yeah, we're always, we're good. We're here. Always do. But I'm but maintaining yeah, that we were doing the worst project. We had to like rate a house. It was the <laughs> I hated the lag project so yeah. much. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Me too. I I it was can't... fun, but it was also like interesting to have our prof be like, okay, by the way, when you go to this person's house, make sure they don't see you writing notes <laughs> yeah. about the house yeah. or taking pictures. That, that <laughs> we're like, sorry, sense, what? Right? <laughs> Make sure you just don't go fun. too close. If they ask you what you're doing, just say you like their house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I had the best partner for that project. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wait, was, was that me? Aww. That's cute. That's, that's adorable. Bracket I mean, I had great pro- partners, I should say, in case they're listening. Oh, yeah. me too. Absolutely. No, yeah. it was really fun. Yeah. I just I had the best really one. I liked the project. The thing. All right. So well, what are we talking all right, about so today, So now that we've got that, we got that off our chests, that was... We have a lot of uh, baggage from our masters. Yeah, yeah. A lot of baggage from a lot of it's, things. It's, you know what, uh, for people who are listening, it's great, it's great doing this podcast because when you're done grad school, especially in a professional program, and you all have to like go off and do your different things and stuff, this is a great way to stay connected. Like, yeah, it's, just, it's really nice to like know what y'all are up to. It's yeah, really I feel like I don't so. know what anyone else is up to in the program. Sometimes I yeah, read that no, group no. chat and I'm like, what's going on? And I go back <laughs> yeah. to my peaceful life. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But anyway, I, feel like a lot of, I know a lot of people who like ended up in Museum London. Yeah, yes. a lot of people still like in London, which is fun. So yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Nice I like it here. London's nice. London is nice. Yeah. I like it. It's it's it has it's, it's uh oh it has so many problems it's, it's so yes. there are so many issues with this city it's not great london ontario and london well anyway well I can and only, london england i can only speak to Ontario. let's roast them all yeah but we're back season four we're excited to be here it's so it's uh it's so fun uh to to be back and we decided that you know for our first episode we wanted to sort of go back to our roots a little bit and revisit in, in a bit of a different way, I suppose, revisit a, a topic from our from our first season. And we thought it'd be a nice way to come back to sort of 
for people who are listening to be able to, to, to really relate to what we're talking about. And so we're, what we're talking about today is, to put it bluntly, history horror stories. These, these stories are like, you know, for anything from being in school to being in a museum, anywhere you want, any circumstance or situation. Uh, it could be it could be a, a family member at a big dinner or something like that, but just wild moments that involve history in some way. We're really excited to talk about these, and and when we're done with some of those stories, we might uh, get into the idea of history being boring and how that might relate to this sort of stuff as well. So lots to get into. So uh, uh, does anybody have a story, a history horror story off the off their head, off the top of their head? I know I was supposed to be thinking about this all day, and I wasn't. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, like, for me, I have a lot. It's more yeah. just, for me, so my current my current job that, um, that I've been doing for the last almost year is content writing, history content writing, and most of what we write goes on Facebook for these. Uh, we have a vintage, like, news pop culture page and a war history page. And for those pages, our audience is very much um, boomers. And so things get posted and the comments just make you lose faith in humanity. And I'm pulling them up because I I made a presentation when I went to talk to Michelle, our former prof, one of her classes, about digital publishing and like what I do and everything and like how it relates to public history. One of the things that I, I did was I grabbed some comments from this one article that actually does pretty well for us that I wrote and it's called why are people still partying on plantations essentially talking about like plantations in the southern United States where slavery happened are very much kind of working to desensitize that history to kind of literally whitewash it into just these are just beautiful buildings and nothing bad happened here and you know like we're preserving this beautiful big house but we're destroying and dismantling like the only remainders of slavery were like you know the the houses where these people lived and that kind of thing and you know celebrities still get married there a lot of people have parties there in their venues and so like I did a whole article about it and the re response that we get we don't even get many people clicking into the article but this one this one reached a hundred and almost 150,000 people whoa and wow it got three and a half thousand comments <gasps> three yeah. and a half thousand which is like really rare like that's a lot of comments wow so some of them are like the buildings in all capital have done nothing wrong use them in celebrations live in them buy them or and tear them down if you hate them but the structures are there use them oh god the Maybe because America doesn't have anything like castles, and most of the Georgian French architecture in old plantations is still quite beautiful. Okay. Okay. Um, Wait. Am, am wrong I wrong? In, am I wrong in assuming that like other buildings have that architecture, or is it just plantations that have that architecture? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. <laughs> like, that's wild. Other ones said, no, it doesn't need to stop. We need to stop. What needs to stop is people being offended and getting upset about everything. That oh. has 60 likes. Oh, God. That comment. Uh, wow. People will look for any reason to bring race and historical culture to the forefront and ridicule to cause distraction. <laughs> it's literally a historic site. <laughs> yeah. It's... it's literally a historic oh, site God. where racism happened. Yeah. Like, so, fuck. Um, what? So those are just some, that's just a taste. That tears my heart out. Oh my god. Yeah. So, definitely, that I think that's a good one to start off with. That's a great yeah. one. Jeez. That's a horror like story. Jeez. We're very lucky with, like, like my Facebook, for example, and probably your guys's, like, because a lot of the content that I, like, click on and generate is very, is very much more, like, left-leaning you yeah. know pro-history these kinds of things and so you get to live in your own little echo chamber yeah and it's not until you like do work on something like this or like go onto these pages and like read the comments yeah. and like that's not even the worst like our war history site continually has holocaust deniers and, no way really like wow. yeah like full-on like skinheads and oh, no. again everyone's blaming things on covid and all this propaganda and conspiracy and it's just like it's so ridiculous so 
Yeah. That's a lot. That is truly a horror story. It is upsetting. Yeah. yeah. Actually, like, scary. I don't, yeah. I don't, I think that's it. Thanks, everyone, for Thanks watching, for listening, listening um, to the that. first episode of season four. Wow. Now let's go talk about trench foot. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, like. That too. Like, that's my story. Well, yeah, like, because I, I never, I didn't even think about Facebook or, or social media as a, as a place for this sort of stuff. But, like, I mean, yeah, like, you can find that in so many different places. One of my favorite things about history is how it's really baked into everything. And, and not just that everything has a history, because, like, yeah. But that uh, uh, so many things that you may not expect to have history do. And so, like, for example, like, sports teams that have previously racist names and that yeah. sort of thing are, are a good example of that sort of thing. And for the for the 10 people listening who are also fans of the Canadian Football League. The, the, <laughs> the, the, CFL, go like Yeah, you Yeah, uh, but in any case... One of the teams for the team for Edmonton uh, used to have an indigenous slur as its as its team team name. Up until very recently, a couple years ago, they changed it to the Elks, and it is wild. To, like I mean, it's not su- uh, surprising, unfortunately, in a lot of ways, but it is wild to me when they made the name switch. I would sometimes this was during like the height of the pandemic, where you just sort of go on social media all the time because there's nothing else to do. Yeah, and you don't do that all the time. Uh, well, that's true. <laughs> In any we case, haven't I I uh, I would be on Facebook or something, and I'd see that like a a post from the Edmonton team that had nothing to do with anything regarding the name. Like it's like a like a player was drafted to their team, or some other kind of news, or just just like a, an aesthetic photo of the field, or some some something like that. And and people would just comment like the I don't like I don't want to say it so, uh, uh, the the name that they had. Uh, essentially, people would comment it in all capital letters. So they 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 just type in the the old name of the football team in capital letters, and that was their comment. And you'd see it so often. And it's like this is no like like not that your opinion is ever right, but in posts that have nothing to do with the name, and and you just keep just like shouting the name as if that's gonna make some sort of difference. And it's like wow, people people wow. are really intense about some really stupid stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's just some things they should just let go, you know? Yeah. Like it has nothing to do with them. Like it's just a name and we can change it. We can be more inclusive. Like it shouldn't be that hard to just be like, hey, you know what? That's not okay. And yeah. Change is all totally. right. <laughs> we can make totally. things better. Absolutely. Uh, d- does anybody have any examples that uh, aren't so sad? <laughs> Liz has a great one <laughs> that she always. Oh, you want the trench foot one? Yes, yeah, we, we talked about it in a, in a previous episode, but I think yes. it's so good. I feel like we got to. It, it is back. so good. So, my high school history teacher. So here in, I don't know, just like in Ontario at least, um, you have to do history in grade ten. That's it, and you can like do you can do add-ons, but like it's mandatory to do grade ten. So I did grade ten history, and. Um, what sucks about grade 10 history is like most of it is like World War One and, and a little bit of World War Two, but I feel like the entire class is World War One. but maybe that's just me. But anyway, so my teacher like honestly wasn't very hands-on. It was just like he would just use PowerPoints that clearly other teachers had made throughout the years and then we watched a lot of movies. Um, but the most memorable thing is talking about Vimy Ridge. Uh, which is very, very important and very dear to us Canadians. And we were talking about trench warfare. So one of the things that he had us do, he had all sorts of fun stuff for World War Two or World War One. sorry. Um, he had a bunch of like sardines and like uh, canned hash and stuff to be like, this is what you would eat, you know, like this is what they were eating. Um, and at one time we reenacted Vimy Ridge because our school actually had like a big rock that you could climb up to that looked over the, the football field. So we all brought socks to school like you know when you like ball up your socks we just had a big thing of socks and then we just pelted them at each other so it was like one team below the ridge one team above the ridge and it was supposed to be some sort of learning thing about like that's why we won because we were above the ridge and we you know we had the foreground <laughs> we had the higher great. ground like, yeah is anyone a fan yeah. of star wars yeah. here? Does anyone else know? <laughs> i have the high ground I now have the high ground. <laughs> that's exactly it Oh, wow. I was like, I, I don't think we needed to, like, th- 
throw a bunch of old socks at each other for us to learn that like throwing things at someone from a hill is better but okay but the most memorable thing that he did was again talking about trench foot and for he, it happens each year in his class I don't know if he's still teaching at my high school or if the person who is teaching it still does this but um one person in the class would volunteer it was not I didn't volunteer um but another girl in the class volunteered to sit uh with your feet wearing socks like big wool socks in a bucket of water all class and then at the end of class you take your feet out you take your socks off and you'd like look at their pruny feet and be like oh and that's like you just experienced trench foot essentially i'm <laughs> just is... like them <laughs> it's, very, it's very similar to the yeah. vimy ridge with socks thing where it's like what is this exactly teaching us because it's not very yeah. accurate, but I guess it was fun to just, you know, like, oh, trench foot, gross. But yeah. so, yeah, that's what that that's how we I learned know. about trench warfare. That's amazing. <laughs> that oh, my amazing. God. In some ways, yeah. it's successful because you still remember it. You're like, yeah. trench foot, yeah. I know is bad. Not because yeah. like of specific things, <laughs> but because my friend had really gross feet afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it. Exactly. Incredible. And like, not about the whole like people literally having to lose their feet and gangrene and all that stuff. No, just like having some wrinkly Wrinkles. feet at the end of the day. Well, you know, yeah. that, that would go against some codes at the school. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, he wanted like to do that. to do that he, now, he, he was really he was pushing like, the principle. You know, he was like, we gotta, we gotta amputate some feet here. It. <laughs> it's like, wait, why not? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Accuracy versus, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Authenticity. So it's definitely, like, it's one way to get kids involved in history. The thing is, it's just, like, not really history, in my opinion. Sure. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know? But, yeah. It was it was fun. It's a fun memory. So, yeah. You know, still get to tell the story quite Great often. Great story. So. Good times. Katie, did you have something to say before I, like, way back when I saw you, like, about to say something, and then I spoke, and I feel bad? Uh, don't feel bad. <laughs> Thinking thoughts. Thinking thoughts. I would think I was just going to say that I had like a really, I mean, my history classes in high school were not like normal because the history teachers were like the most eccentric teachers possible. Incredible. But like they didn't, there wasn't like any really like out there activities. Like we did a couple activities, you know, the classic, I don't know if this is a classic, you can tell me. We like had to like be in like little like groups of three and then we had to start making alliances and then people started getting attacked. It was to basically figure out, okay. yeah, like the the World War One, why World War One yeah. happened. So we did like that, which is like super fun, but it's like not that like out there in terms of like we didn't sure. put our feet in buckets. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, I mean, few did really. It was a few specialty, did. you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. I think, I yeah, I like. It's funny when I when I suggested we sort of circle back to this topic and thinking about the sort of horror side of it and history's potential boringness i didn't really like i don't have a ton of horror stories personally like i like i feel like mine were more on the i don't want to say boring my, my teachers did a good job my teachers were actually they, they did the best they could but like i the, more on the subdued side than on like the crazy the crazy stuff that you sometimes hear about like like an experiential learning if you want to call it that thing i did in high school would, would be for the stock market crash we had a whole class where like we essentially got to trade fake stocks <laughs> like the whole class like the teacher like came up with a currency system and like like essentially went year by year by year and in the 1929 year when i, when I sunk like ten thousand dollars into like ford whatever and i was so ready for it and i did not get my money back and i learned i learned the hardship of people in the depression so there's so that, that was one that we did I'm not sure about many others necessarily, but yeah. <laughs> Robin, did you have anything, anything like that? How was your high school stuff? It was pretty good. I had a, a pretty uh, sarcastic teacher, so he kept things oh, interesting with like jokes and stuff like that. Um, funny enough, I did my own lesson on the stock market, similar to what you experienced. Yeah, like I created a fake uh, simulation of the stock market. I called it the, the Bank of Marshall. And I, I loaned everyone money, and I was like, remember, you'll have to pay me back. Um, but my idea was uh, I'd have them 
invest in certain stocks and I gave them mm-hmm. very little information on purpose because I just wanted to show how people were just in the craze of buying stocks. Yeah, exactly. They weren't really thinking about the future. And I rigged it. I rigged it so that all of them would just drop at the end. So I, they lesson learned. But there is always um, there was one stock that I was like, I won't play with it too much just to give the kids a chance. And um, I didn't think about it at the time, but I made it the bank. And um, I had one kid that went all in on the bank and he ended up making money after the the, the stock market crash. Oh, my Great God. Depression. But that's yeah. historically accurate. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, and then yeah, that's it. And I was like, what that's did incredible. you guys um, learn from this lesson? Like, why would you go in all, all in on the bank? And he's like, well, bank never loses. And I'm like, okay. The house like, wait, always wait. wins. You're not wrong. <laughs> but that's not Damn. what I was going for. Wow. Yeah, wow. So yeah, Good I don't know. He, he didn't really feel the hardship everyone else felt when I was like, oh, you are 300 oh down. Yeah, you can't wow. feed your family. I took your car. <laughs> Creating class divide in your yeah. classroom, Robin. I, yeah. yeah, just a bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. I got schooled cool. myself. <laughs> that is That's cool. awesome. Right, okay, I was curious about this. I don't know if you guys had this at all. I never personally did, but but... Were all of your history teachers, like, trained history teachers? Does that make sense? Or they all what... did at least minors, I think, okay. in history. Yeah, but mine was definitely, like, in a fraternity in university. Oh, mine too. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, very bro-ish and just, like, was one of those guys in your undergrad history class who just clearly, like, doesn't really give a shit. Oh, man. If I'm honest. Is this Trenchfoot guy? This is Trenchfoot guy. Loves yeah. the battles. Wait, Trenchfoot guy's not like eighty. I thought he was eighty. Oh no, 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 he's very young. He's very young. <laughs> uh, he was one of the. He was one of the like a lot of people loved him because he was like super fun and again like very like with the dudes. Like he would teach gym a lot with like the wow, guys. Wow, yeah. yeah. Everyone would just like bro guy. out. Oh, right. My God. It's very. It's just very classic like history teacher. I feel like I don't know. That's so. so funny. Yeah, he was a lot younger, but, like, again, like, I feel like other than, like, the little trench foot things and stuff, which I don't even think he came up with, like, a lot of what he did was just recycled other people's PowerPoints, and it was Mm. literally just reading off PowerPoint, taking note, reading, like, he would, like, he wouldn't even really read it, like, you could tell he, he didn't really fully understand, because he wouldn't elaborate on the PowerPoints, it was just, like, reading it, so, like, I'm sure he had some sort of formal education, if I'm honest, but, like, I don't. (laughs) Wow. I, it, I just didn't really get that, like, that vibe. Like, oh he could have made it a lot more engaging by, like, actually teaching instead of making us watch movies and yeah. and pointing on the pointing on the PowerPoints. So yeah, that's, that's interesting. Me. So, okay. I, I feel like a lot of people experience that, though. For sure. I have a few follow-ups. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm very intrigued in this, in this person now. Uh, first question I have is, what kind of movies did you watch? Like, were they... Ooh. Were they like okay, yeah. good or were they like they were okay? Were they Pearl we Harbor or were they, no. do you know what I mean? Like uh, Passchendaele, classic. Oh, classic, uh, yeah, classic, like yeah. Canadian um, Cinderella yeah. Man, classic. which is about a boxer yeah. during Great Depression. What else did we watch? We had to have watched something World War Two. Well, you would have watched Schindler's like, List yeah. or The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Didn't watch you didn't watch Schindler's we List. The pianist. You watched The Pianist? <laughs> yeah, we watched The Shot Pianist. Shot That like, movie is traumatic. Horrific. It is. Yeah. It's very it's, sad. It's so sad. List. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we watched Schindler's List, but we had to have our parents sign a consent form. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Doesn't make, it makes sense. Sure. Yeah. This, okay. Especially, like, cool. I don't know. You don't know if your parents, like, your grandparents are Holocaust survivors yeah. or something. And it's, oh, like, really yeah. traumatizing. Yeah. We don't Absolutely. Know. Yeah. For sure. So that's interesting. I, I was curious just because if he if he was like kind of like a dude bro who sounded like he copied off other people's PowerPoints and stuff. I was just, I was curious as to the level of accuracy he would he would include in what movies or like sort of curate in when when he was choosing what movies to. to yeah, think again, I think it was movies that other teachers like he was just. That's awesome. That's really funny. Other people. Go off, man. You so, know what? It was pretty cool, but like his like get your banter was good. Like he did get some of like the guys like. Unfortunately, like a lot of people who weren't interested in history were more the male audience. Yeah. Because it's a very traditional form of learning where you're just reading and writing and taking notes. And a lot of people don't learn that way. I don't think it's a good way to learn history. Yeah. So he would get people engaged by doing more like he's very jokey and that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, 
But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I definitely, I would have probably teached, t- taught some things a little bit differently. Yeah. Or I don't know. I, I'm hoping it's changed now too. I just feel like a lot of the emphasis on high school history is like very war focused. Yes. We had like a page in our textbook about residential schools, for example. That's probably changed now because it wasn't nearly as big of a deal. Like at least we were taught it. Like my mom still says like we were never taught it. Yeah. We had no idea it was going on. I didn't find um, out until grade 12. You didn't find out until grade 12? Yeah. Oh, I did a I did a whole thing on it in grade 6. Oh my god, Katie, what yeah. the fuck? Oh, grade 6 was a big year. We did the Holocaust and then we did residential schools. It was like You did the Holocaust in 6th grade? Yeah. Oh my lord. You wonder why she's so interested in genocide, right? Like you you're like like why is the history of violence Katie's favorite topic? Well, let me tell you about started my in grade 6. It all started when I was 11. <laughs> Some people went to Hogwarts. <laughs> I went to yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 Anyway. That's young. Yeah. No, but you're right about the whole, it's, it's all about Europe and war. It is. Yeah. You don't really get a lot of Canadian history and like, you know, Canada's role in war is sure, but yeah. Uh, and you know, the whole like peacekeeper, blah, blah, blah. Like that's our whole national it's the stick, on, right? On it's the, the stick. War, but, well, it's funny too, yeah. because, um, so like I'm, I'm reading into the curriculum now, like it's, you don't have to teach the war. It's not actually in the curriculum like there's parts of it that are that's crazy but like your focus should mostly be on life the lives of canadians or like people who live in canada during this time period so you can do whatever you want it's just like we've been following a formula of war depression war and that's what we've been doing Wow. Yeah, and that's where history ends mm-hmm. too. World War Two ends, and then yeah, history yeah. run out of time. Yeah, you do like a okay. week on the Cold War, yeah, and you're like NATO, and then it's over. Yeah, no, we didn't even get. You Cold didn't even War. get Some to people oh, don't. classic. No, because oh it takes forever to get through World War Two because you're going battle by battle. It was so interesting hearing about your teacher Liz. Just because, oh, yeah? like, because well, because some of my history teachers that I had, or some of the history teachers in the department, were also men. But they, it's like, I feel like there's two different kinds of masculinities for, for teachers where you either have like the, the bro who's like really into war in like a bro way, like a, I play Call of Duty kind of way. And then, and then there's like the male history professor or uh, history teacher, like ones that I had that were like really into the wars in like a, like, I don't even like, like a armchair historian. Smoking yeah. A sort of, of like a, like, like the yeah. kind of. Like, you, how do I put this? Like a nerd. Yes. Like, a, like <laughs> yeah. a yeah. Like a totally. Like you, you'd have like this, like like a, like. It, I just feel like it's a very masculine thing, or very like a, like a type of, of of manhood for for certain folks, where like you, you sort of think like, oh, like I I'm only going to show historically accurate things, and and you know like has like, yeah. like sort of like a reverence about everything that's going on, and sort of like a uh, uh like I listen to I listen to classical music and. I, I have very particular tastes and like I'm never gonna show you a, a war movie that has James Franco in it and like that like do you know what I mean like well I mean there's other reasons not to watch James Franco stuff but anyway I I digress but do you know like I feel like like that was what I experienced for from certain male history teachers but as as opposed totally. to more of the, yeah. the bro kind but it does lead me to another question I'm really curious about from you guys because my main history teacher actually both of my main history teachers in my high school were women. And I'm curious if, if that was true for you guys or if you guys had generally male history teachers. All we male. had two history teachers and both of them were male. Okay, that's interesting. Like okay. five, but all the ones I had were male. Okay. We had one male. It's a very male-dominated. It is field. right. It is. Yeah. But it was so it was it was really neat because uh, you know talking about how much you learn about the wars and stuff in grade ten history class. I started with the suffragette movement. Like that was the first thing we learned about. Which was really cool. neat, right? So it was, and, and it sort of led into World War One. It sort of was like, okay, this is what you like. This is pre World War One that goes into the war. But it was, it was, it was neat. It, and and I, I seem to remember the teacher, Miss Hatsophotis was her name, who like like sort of mentioned that sort of like we're gonna do a lot of war stuff because that's what the curriculum tells us that we have to teach you guys. But like you know, I have a couple classes at the beginning where I uh, I can do what I want and I want to teach you guys about this. And so we learned about the suffragette movement. It was pretty cool. It was a cool little mini. Well, even like, I feel like 
even when we were doing stuff on the war, like there wasn't much talk about women's experiences in the war, whether it's women like in World War One and World War Two who went over as nurses and medics, mm-hmm. um, or the Women's Auxiliary Corps, which you know my great aunt wasn't was served. She was a veteran in World War Two. She right. was in the Auxiliary Corps, um, or even just like life at home. Like you had a little bit of like women went to the factory and they had gardens and they knitted socks, but like their yeah. lives were much more nuanced than that. And like it was a huge change in society. And I feel like the majority is just like this is what men did in the war. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was this whole other thing, again, that was happening in the lives of real Canadians that we, like, didn't hear about. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and Yeah, which I would have liked to hear Oh, about. totally, right? Yeah. I have a question. <gasps> Go, Katie. I'm just, like, curious as to what other – so we talked about how grade 10 history is the mandatory history, but mm-hmm. there are other elect- – we call them electives. Totally. What electives did you guys take in the history department? I didn't. You, you didn't? didn't? Liz, Liz is a Shut fake up. historian. She's a no, fake. No, I'm, I'm serious. I, Shut up. I think for me, I will. Well, first of all, we just like didn't have like very like in like other courses. It was just like I think we maybe had 11 and 12 or just 12 history. Like my school is 200 kids. It's very small. Wasn't a whole wow. lot going on. Um, it was a lot more again war focused. I remember like a lot of the like grade 12 history was a lot of dudes who would like play risk at lunch like that was the vibe <laughs> that's the those are like when i was talking about the those history, history nerds like that's, that's the that's history nerd teacher i'm talking about yeah yes, so that was guys yeah risk. so we had two male history teachers one was the risk teacher and one one was the bro teacher cool so we cool had one you have both each. sides of it yeah nice. okay. but yeah i think okay. that's why uh even like i took a sociology course and I, or was it anthropology that I, I dropped out the first day because it was also taught by the risk teacher. And there were a <laughs> lot of very like volatile male students. And for uh. example, like I said something about, about what, about men, like so, uh, something a little bit deprecating towards men, but not like sexist. It was more like a joke. I think it was a joke about like the teacher's desk being messy and I was like, oh, you know, I, I don't know. Okay, I was in high school, whatever. And he was like, women can be messy too. Blah, blah, blah. And like <laughs> literally full on attacked me. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. And like he would not drop it. And I was like, there were multiple other people who then started like speaking up for this guy. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm out of here. Yeah, so I feel like really it created a very like not so great like to welcoming to women environment. And it was very yeah. conflict, war, heavy focus. And if it was other yeah. kinds of history, I did actually do an indigenous course with, I. it was like civics, social science, history. There wasn't a whole lot of indigenous history. Uh, we did have um, some, like we had like an indigenous elder come in and she taught us how to make moccasins, which was really cool. But that took like a very, very, it took like eight weeks so which was ridiculous so as fun as it was we didn't really learn very much like she only came into the class a couple times and then we would just like work on moccasins um that's just like my my vibe that i got from it there was just a lot of things that i i, I hoped that we would learn that we didn't um because we were just like making moccasins the whole time so and i guess mm-hmm. that was like my, that one history course that i did do um and it was also focused a lot more on like global indigenous people as well which is cool like you know different mm. like you know communities in like the amazon like people who hadn't made contact yet or uh australian aboriginal people as well so but yeah it was just like i feel like the correct the curriculum just like wasn't very well thought out you know but yeah fair enough i was gonna i was gonna say to katie that her and i should start our own podcast away from you <laughs> fake people but that that was a very well well rationalized <laughs> that was good. my summer jobs and like this is probably robin too like my summer job i spent cool. all summer and all through the fall in a museum doing history mm-hmm. so like i feel like i got it more from that as yes no, you're, like, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah you're totally good yeah That's i did that fun. later in life actually in high school i was working at a pizza shop so oh, nice. <laughs> it took me a little well bit well to get there. robin worked at a freaking science museum so i, I think did. she's cooler than anyone oh, thanks that's that's still i think that was the first thing i texted robin about like it was it was during the the summer when we were first meeting each other like 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 online or whatever and we'd like start friending each other on facebook and shit and i i learned that robin worked at the science museum and i was like i was enthralled by it i was like what the fuck like that's so that's such a different beautiful like i was like 
everyone's gonna be you know from like a historical site or a different thing or whatever and it's like robin here like, with science dinosaurs like, they're so cool that was pretty cool it's technically so cool. history neat. like that's why i'm still making yeah. the connection <laughs> yeah no that was but really i have the same um, experience as liz like small school we really only had one history class like the 10th grade and if there was interest they would open up those other ones but it wasn't really there uh-huh. there wasn't enough kids for it Fair and enough. I did take yeah. world religion, so that was, I think, the closest thing I could do to another history class because we got into, like, a, how did these different religions come about? What do they do? Where cool. do they now? Cool. Cool. That's really You cool. guys had yeah. a, a bit of a fuller I, I experience, a eh? <laughs> yeah, I also took a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how many we all... I took two. I took one in grade 11. It was uh, world history, which talked about... Mesopotamia, Egypt, Greece, and Rome. Yes, and then we call that ancient Civ, but keep going. Ancient Civ, yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then I did European history in grade twelve, which sort of essentially picked up from the end of world grade eleven's world history and like like got the ball rolling. It's like when Rome fell, that's when the European course would have started, and then kind of went all the way up until the twentieth century. Yeah, one of those classic courses that covers like. A thousand years in oh, five like, months yeah like 1500 like, it's like a unit is the renaissance <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but then for some reason we went through the french revolution like it was our job like yeah. i knew every fact about the french revolution wow yeah wild right just watch yeah. Lee Miz and you're good that's all you need yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you'd taken that course, you know that Lame is isn't about the French Revolution. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa! Well, I didn't take it, so I wouldn't know. Okay. All right. I would I would also like to add, I've said this before in the podcast, I think, but my school was A big, like huge. There was sixteen hundred kids. And B my history teacher was whack i love this man i was emailing him recently we email each other to be like here are some great books i've recently read That's love so this man fun. what the heck oh my God. yeah love him um and he was like in it to win it and he made a course this man made a course and submitted it to the government to be like i'm going to teach this course so it was the only one taught in the province wow. but we um had a, a history of genocide and crimes against humanity wow so five months where you went through like all the big ones of the 20th century. Just the big boys. I hope there was a lot of, you know, by the way, the guidance counselor is available to talk to if you need. It's <laughs> literally me There's right now. There's probably more like, if you want to walk out of the room, you're free to walk out of the room. Yeah. I feel like I even had courses like that in university that I was like, oh, I can't. Like, like oh, I, yeah. in high school, oh, I yeah. don't know. No, that's what we're doing yeah. now. We're like, okay, by the way, here's my email. We can talk guidance if you want to go for a walk let me know because it just that's good it can be heavy it's intense because it is heavy yeah like we're talking um like 10th grade that's what 14 15 years old 15 some of them are turning 16 but yeah that's that's a little young for some of that intense material or especially if like you guys mentioned before someone has family connections to that stuff brutal yeah Yeah. not to mention like (sighs) I mean, speaking from personal experience, someone who would have like a lot of privilege in these scenarios and not be as connected. High school age is the age when you're starting to like explore big emotions and what that means. You know, like I feel like I would be more prepared to take a course on genocides in high school than I would in university because when I'm in high school, I'm like, ooh, like I want to get involved i want to like learn about like the really dark stuff and like and like because you're a teenager exploring these these really intense feelings right and and when you're a teenager who's very privileged and doesn't necessarily like take that into, con- into consideration That's like the, the concerning thing about those sorts of spaces uh, unless it's, it's approached in the right way you could start to have a lot of sort of voyeurism or 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 sort of like uh, uh superficial uh perspectives about these sort of really serious topics but yeah, that's that's wild. So wow, guys, we've we've talked about some really cool shit. I you know what I'm, I I was expecting this. It, it's fun to think of like horror stories in history, but I I feel like at the end of the day, it, it was a like it was gonna turn into a conversation a bit more just about our general experiences in history classrooms and that sort of thing. I did want to have a quick I had a quick question re- regarding museums. Katie, are you allowed to share any work stories, or is this like are you not allowed? Like I. I <laughs> Are you contractually uh, not allowed to do this? Because <laughs> it's okay. I don't want to put you on. I don't want to make you, feel, you know. <laughs> it's just a lot of me going, mm, 
Like, I feel like I could probably, I so I have a um, notes app. I have a notes app. I have a note in my notes app called whack things that have happened at work. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Perfect for this episode. Do you have any like ghost stories in there? So we do have a ghost. We have a couple ghost stories, yeah. but in the interest of not revealing where I work. True. Um, because that is truly what I'm not allowed to do, which is to date the craziest thing about my job. Because the rest of my job is so boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I have to yeah. be like, I can't tell you where I work. Meanwhile, I spend all day being like, this is so yeah. boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The CIA have a personal museum dedicated to just that's them. It. And Katie works there. And that's it. I work at the CIA museum yep. in Area Scotland. Area 51. So, okay, none of these, uh, these are all quite general things that have happened, but, like, none of them are specific. One time this lady was like, who painted this painting? I told her the name of the artist, and she whipped out her phone, and instead of writing it in a note or Googling the artist or whatever, she pulls up, she has to search through her phone to pull up contacts, and then she puts the artist as a contact in her phone. (laughs) Gotta call him, gotta gotta request. (laughs) Gotta call. Gotta call. I was like, this is bizarre. And then we have a very large paint. We have a couple of very large paintings. And, but like, not that, like, you know, not like in the Louvre where they're like 50 feet long, like just like kind of bigger than life size. And this man whipped out a pair of binoculars, like from his pocket <laughs> to look at this pocket painting. binoculars. Why do you have this, sir? Where did they come from? Yeah, he's like Katie said, close looking. I'm going for it. Wow. Were they were they like plastic dollar store ones? Were they like nature walk like like high grade? They were like the mini ones that you would take on a nature walk, like light. Okay. Like not like this, you know. He like he like pulled them from his pocket, like quite literally. Wow. Yeah. One time, this is the last one I'll have to say, and this is about me. I was talking about the word minx. You don't know what a minx is? It's an animal. Animal, yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't remember what it was to this visitor. And so I had to be like, it's it's the animal with the really long body and the little tiny feet. And he was like, a ferret? And I was like, close enough. <laughs> a wiener dog? A thing. A wiener dog? Yeah. That's funny. I, as evidenced by that, work with the public. So they're never like interesting history things. Or if they are interesting history things, there's somebody like blatantly getting something wrong which i can't specify here but they'll be like this person is this person and they murdered this person and i'm like you got every single fact wrong how did you do that how did you get every fact wrong (laughs) that's incredible that's amazing yeah oh my god well that's awesome uh so uh, the other thing that we wanted to, to talk about today uh, based on all the things that we've been talking about so far, is this idea that history is labeled as boring. Uh, and I have uh, an argument, or I have a, a thought, which is that I feel like a lot of these horror stories that we've talked about, or even like the minor ones, or even the, honestly, God, even the good stories, like the stories of, of like Robin's stock market idea, or the uh, other ones. <laughs> we've talked about a lot of shit in the last little bit. Something happened. You know, but but in all these different stories, I, I feel like it, it often comes down to, like, people are trying to make history less boring and choose a form of spectacle. And sometimes it works well. A lot of the times it really doesn't. And I'm just really curious about this. Day. I, wanted to, I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on it. And as we just, yeah, just sort of like, like, what do you think about that? Like, what do you think of, like, is history boring? How do you make it interesting and fun? And uh, how does that go wrong? I feel like definitely the double whammy that we get as Canadians is you hear all the time, well, Canadian history is boring. So I feel like not only for a lot of people is history boring, but like learning about Canadian history is like, well, if I was learning about the American Revolution or something, then it would be more exciting somehow. So I feel like as Canadians, we're always told that like our history isn't that meaningful or like isn't very exciting. And like history in general, like oftentimes like we're conditioned from a young age going into approaching any sort of like historical like learning situation that like it's boring. When in reality, Mm -hmm. it's not. Like I was fixated on the titanic as a child and was reading all these books and like you know like i feel like we don't foster that like love of history very early on you know i feel like and like 
we definitely don't learn about history very young either. Like, I feel like I didn't start learning history until, like, fifth, sixth grade. Like, I probably was learning stuff before then, but, like, not in, a more, in like, a huge sense. So I feel like yeah. fostering that love from a young age, whether it's, like, you're interested in something or whatever. But, and there's a lot of, like, generational shit, too, where, like, my, like, our parents and their parents, what they learned in history class was, like, tent probably very boring like honestly like just that whole yeah. mood, like they weren't putting their feet in buckets and you know yeah throwing socks at each other like they were it was very like textbook notes that's it and so like a lot of your early learning comes from home and not necessarily from school and so like again my mom has always been like ah canadian history is boring blah 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 blah, blah. so i feel like i never mm-hmm. learned it at a young age because for her it wasn't interesting so it wasn't worthwhile teaching to me it's just like my mom has a, a sucks at math. I suck at math. I have a learning disability in math. So we never did the math flashcards or anything. But in third grade, we started reading Shakespeare. I kid you not. So, right? That's There's awesome. that bias there. That's cool. Because she's an English teacher. Yeah, so I that got makes that. a lot of sense. So that's true. You know, if you yeah. if you have children or plan on having children and you like history, you want them to like history, get those flashcards. Start at an yeah, early age. Start them early. Make you know go uh, lo- it, do lots of trips and and see see the world and see museums and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I mean I like what you're talking about with, with generational stuff because that's that's totally a huge part of it. Where like if you track this, it's like for such a long time, like school and learning in school was really about that 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 sort of methodology of like lecture, taking notes, like memorizing notes, writing a test, and moving on with your life, and that's really dull. And so, so for so many generations, people were just sort of like repeating the system and it, it kept making people think that it was really boring and all that sort of stuff. And so like all these things that we're talking about, all these earlier stories, especially the school related stories, I feel like they're all like reactions to it, right? Where, where it's like, like for so long, people found it boring that now it, it's not just you go into the classroom, experience a boring thing and then decide that it's boring. Now you, now you go into the classroom thinking that it's boring because people have told you because it's a part of sort of pop culture and shit. And so you go in there, you think it's boring or whatever. And so now suddenly the teacher has to fucking put your feet in cold water to make you freaking pay attention. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like, and so that, that's what I think is so funny about this of like, it's, I don't know if history's boring so much as just like, we've been not just conditioned to think so, but like that the methods for teaching us so long have been so boring like the methods have been boring that now the reaction is like the complete opposite. Like there's, there's no like happy medium. There's like, I don't think we've found like a nice sort of like, let's all just like learn about it in, in, in a, in a nice sort of calm way. It's either, it's either give you trench foot or make you memorize pages of textbook. Well, that's the, the tough part about it. That's the constraints around it. Cause um, I think like you said, it's leading teachers to gamify history and that could be really dangerous when you're talking about really sensitive topics but like you're also they're desperate they're like how do we get people interested what can we do to peak peak their their interests and get them interested on those topics and thinking about them forever like the trench foot and like another part is just like lack of access to resources i think one of the best ways to get someone interested in history is to speak to their interests like we can't just be like mm-hmm. this is world war Two, and we're just going to follow a timeline we'd have to find ways to let the kids, the ones that are interested in battles, follow that route. The ones maybe who are interested in industry, like are they interested in machinery and cars? Maybe that'll be their way in. But the issue we have in the classroom is that sometimes we don't have access to computers. Like we can't just let all these kids do all their different explorations and research when we Mm -hmm. don't even have access to it. So I think that should be the future. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I was just thinking like, yeah, like that, I mean, teachers also have to deal, as Robin, I'm sure you you know at this point firsthand, like you have got to deal with a lot of students. There's just one of you, you know, like, 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 if like, let's say like two kids are really interested in one thing, like, like two kids are like really interested in like comic books or something. And two kids are really interested in music and two kids are really like, you know, and you're like, okay, cool. Well, you can listen to some war protest songs and that might be a way for you to get interested in history. And then asking like why those songs were written and stuff. And then you could like read comic books that were, that were written during wars and see how the wars were influencing the comic industry like you can find all these touch points for all these people but like you just one person and like you like that's that's intense so like i don't know guys i think i think what we gotta do is restructure the whole fucking I agree. thing i think we just gotta start <laughs> I again think we just, just have to change you know? our perspective on it because if you were to google the canadian curriculum like the ontario one right now like i said it's not about like you don't have to learn about the wars 
it's asking you to learn about skills like all the ones that we learned it with uh, Peter Satius you know like the historical thinking concepts that's actually mm-hmm. what Classic. students need to learn they need to learn how to mm-hmm. take historical perspective significance yeah. yeah that's it totally to be able to and even just like teaching them historiography uh, and even things like intangible heritage, like different parts of history, not just like the textbook history. Yeah. And then getting them to like do their own research, like literally e- even Wikipedia, like obviously everyone's like, don't use Wikipedia. But even Wikipedia is a great starting point for learning about something that you're actually interested in and being able to like do research on something you're interested in at whatever age is like very valuable and it's applicable to anything. It's a great skill. And, like, it would be so much more valuable than sitting in front of a PowerPoint and, like, taking notes on something you're not interested in, right? So, like, doing more of, like, student-led learning and engagement as opposed to, like, this very passive, boring... Like, when learning is boring, it doesn't matter what the topic is. It's going to be boring, right? It's like dull, right? Yeah. If I'm yeah. talking to you like this about this thing, obviously you're not going to be God, interested I'm so bored. in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool you're interested in that great like there's never uh, like at least for my class like the only time that as students we got to like reciprocate in the learning process was just like yes the war started in 1939 and that was it as opposed to like this is my opinion blah 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 this is how it could have been done differently so that's what we need you know yeah to me that doesn't matter yeah like i was just thinking like dates and stuff sure you need to know timeline but that's not what you're going to have a conversation about when you're out in the real world or when you need to actually learn things from history. You're not talking about dates and numbers and this many people. <laughs> We're talking about like overarching themes and impact. Like that's what we should so be interested in. So I read in. this really interesting book. World War II started in 1939. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, that's really interesting. What about it? <laughs> okay. This is all interesting because obviously you guys didn't take history beyond grade 10 because in grade 11 and 12 histories, that's what you do. <laughs> It's all student-led learning, which is really fun. But it's it's kind of ridiculous that they don't let you do it in grade 10 when they then expect you to do it in grade 11. Because you're only getting that that few amount of students that enjoyed that grade 10 and they're going to go on. Exactly. If we want more yeah. historians, more people learning about history early or like even like earlier than grade 10 making history accessible. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Absolutely. I have a wild proposal. I have an yeah. idea that just came to me. I don't know if it's plausible, but I'm going to say it because this podcast has no stakes. So <laughs> here's, what, here's what it is. So like taking all these things that we've been talking about and and if we like if, if, if a, a teacher or someone were to think about the sort of historical principles of how to research and and how to critically think and stuff that could like totally be done through projects that really focus on kids personal interests. Right. So like. If we go back to what I was just thinking of, of like, like if the if the project was, think of the thing that you like most to do outside of school, like for me, superheroes, right, or like or music is another example I mentioned that sort of thing. Find a way that that topic relates to the unit that we're studying, and then your project is to figure out or find meaning in that thing that you love. I, uh, but 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 find find how that meaning was informed by what we're learning about. Do you know yes. what I mean? So like mm-hmm. so for me it would be like okay well I love comic books okay I guess comic books were written during World War Two well let's see oh wow a bunch of comic books were used as like propaganda where like they would like have all the heroes like you know telling people to buy war bonds or do different things Captain America is literally written for a war right like different things like that and and suddenly you have a really cool project where you can be like and like you can present it to the class you can present it to the teacher you can write it you can do it the hell you want in terms of how you like give the final product but the product would be something along the lines of like here's something that i love and here's how it relates to what we're learning about and how the what we're learning about directly influenced the thing that i'm that that i'm interested in and then suddenly you have tied the the process of learning to the the thing that you already love thereby like subconsciously connecting learning to something of interest and so suddenly it's so much easier after that point i don't know if that's yeah, crazy i, it's I don't know idea <laughs> no and it makes sense and it's like how history is done i it don't know is, if this is the same for you yes but like it's how it was for my grade 12 class like yeah we had final exam but like i had to teach a lesson that was the whole thing i had to choose a topic and teach a lesson that's awesome yeah 
Yeah, but and, and that's the idea, right? Is that what you, like what you're doing in that project is you like to to do well on the project, you have to critically think, you have to analyze historical context, you have to do like all the the history skills that the curriculum is wanting you to learn, but you do it in a way that's really mm-hmm. fun for you. I don't know. I think that, that that'd be kind of cool. It's cool too because like it bridges a lot of problems that we already have like like diversity and representation is one of them yeah. or like why are we learning a predominantly white ethno christian where well unfortunately in my school the like 90 probably 98 percent were white uh but a yeah. lot of st- schools that is not the case so like giving kids the opportunity to educate others about their culture and their history or something that they're interested in right and like you literally are like diversifying the curriculum which is really cool yeah yeah Exactly. So there you go. That's the idea. Robin, you should try this if you don't have it. I was just thinking that. For real. (laughs) Well, one thing that I was just thinking. So one thing that I actually did in history, uh, sorry, in university, I had a music class. Uh, It was one of the like early like bird courses first year. But what I really love that she did, what I was thinking about when Patrick was talking, I was like, history needs to be like show and tell because show and tell is when you find something And history is the same way. You find something that you love and you want to share it with other people. And Mm -hmm. in this music class, what we did was she was like, you can get 5% extra bonus on your grade, your final grade. If you find a piece of music that you love, you stand up for five minutes and you do an elevator pitch, which is like very like, you know, we did that with, with Michelle when we did like those super tight, tight, tight presentations where you do a little presentation, but like, here's why I love it. Here's what it means to be. And like doing that with history, where it's like, um, like, okay, pick something, anything about history that you love, like a historical event, whatever. And like do a little five minute elevator pitch to the class about why you love it. Like that is like such a good way to like foster that little spark and be like, okay, keep going, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Absolutely. I think that's what it needs to be. That's rad. That's awesome. I love it. Instead of throwing the wrench in and being like, well, this is all about access to learning resources. I think we should probably just wrap the episode, seeing as we got that 10-minute reminder. (laughs) We can maybe do a follow-up, you know? I think we could. Oh, we easily could. What does our audience think? Well, yeah, we we really want to hear from you guys. Like, what are your history horror stories? What did you find boring? What did you find really cool? Were there any, like, cool upper year courses that you got to do in high school or university that, like, finally, that you really loved opposed to, like, your maybe your first time taking a history class? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. how can we Let fix history? How can we yeah, fix history? yes. You know, for Robin's sake in particular, if you didn't have a fun time in history class and, like, have ideas of how you could have learned better personally, let us know, let us know so she can steal it and, <laughs> and hopefully help other, other students. Did you have a bro history teacher or a nerd history teacher or both? Yeah, yeah. Or there you a go. full new category. Yeah, exactly. A new category would be great. Whoa. Yes. That yeah, would be that'd be pretty cool. That'd be nice. But yeah, that's that's about it from us, I guess. I mean, yeah, we we did great. Get ready for season four. This, yeah, it'll be very exciting. It's been wild. Do we have any? Do we want to do any teases if people have been listening this Ooh, long of like I can't even upcoming stuff? What the teases would be. <laughs> Big thing is we listened. We checked out what you guys were listening to. We looked at our comments. We saw our DMs. We know what you like. So we're trying to tailor this season to your interests. But yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit more about superheroes, about weird history facts. We're going to come at you with that fun movie night again. Uh, Some practical stuff too about history jobs and working in history um next episode is all is going to be a really fun one about chat gtp and ai in history where we're literally going to try and stump an ai and make it tell us all sorts of fun history thing yeah that'll be awesome and then at the i feel like it would be it'd be good to talk about this early we're hoping to finish off this season a little differently and i say this because the the time the, the how long the episodes are might be a little longer depending but we're hoping to as myself, as the game master, we are looking into pirate role-playing game, pirate tabletop RPGs, and we're looking to run a little like one to two episode session that I that I would run for these guys and the three of these folks would play pirates and 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 just play a a, a pirate RPG, look at its historical accuracy, see see what else it does. That's quite fun, and and just have a wild ass time. If you don't know what an RPG is, it's Dungeons and Dragons, basically, <laughs> but pirates. Yeah, Arr. yeah, that's the thing. Oh, it, it it'll be it'll be so great, and 
I'm really looking forward to that. So that's hoping how we're hoping to end the season. But yeah, got a lot of fun stuff. I forgot about about 50% of that. So that was news <laughs> well, for me as well. well how exciting. <laughs> I'm so Truly glad you're incredible. in charge of our social media, Katie. That's, that's good. That's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about looking at the past right now. It's all about the past. I love history. Did you know that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like history. <laughs> All right. Okay, All right. at an hour and five minutes, we need to wrap this up. Take us Thank home, you Katie. so much for listening. As always, rate, review, only if it's five stars. Yeah. Follow us on all the social medias. DM us, email us, blah, 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 blah. I think anything we mentioned will be in the notes, but I don't really know what we mentioned beyond, like, passion. Day. How to make, how to give yourself <laughs> trench foot. Yeah. How to give you yourself trench foot. We'll give you a DIY. Process. Instructions in in the notes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the flippity flop. <laughs> Digital Dust is recorded on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabek, Haudenosaunee, Lenapawak, and Attawandaran peoples, on lands connected with the London Township and Somber Treaties of 1796 and the Dish with One Spoon Covenant Wampum. This land continues to be home to First Nations peoples, Métis people, and Inuit people, whom we recognize as the contemporary stewards of the land and waters we are on today. Digital Dust is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Edwards, Katie Gaskin, Patrick Kingen, and Robin Marshall. Sound design by Elizabeth Edwards. Audio transcription by Katie Gaskin.